Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of The Theological Arsonist. I am absolutely thrilled to have my very special guest today, Pastor Paul Abram. Thank you so much, brother, for being on with me today to discuss some very important things. So for those of you who don't know who Pastor Paul is, uh, I'm going to turn it over to him and have him just give a little introduction about who you are, what you do, and what you're about. All right, brother. I appreciate it. First, let me thank you for being on here. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. I love your content. You're solid and you definitely uh, bring the word. And that voice, boy, I tell you what, you just listen to you and you know you're talking with authority. So just <laughs> thank you so much. And, and of course, that name Jonah, one of my grandkids has the same name. So you know you're special to me with that regard. So uh, Pastor Paul, let's, let's talk about that. You know, I um, grew up in a Christian home. My father was a pastor here in Phoenix, Arizona and my mother was a sheriff, and I was adopted at three months old. So I, I was raised in a Christian home, but my, uh, because of some circumstance, I found out I was adopted at 16, um, was very hurt, very crushed. So like any young teenager, I was you know completely beside myself with an identity crisis, and I sort of emotionally shut down. And when I become of age, I left and joined the military, never to speak to my parents. And, and uh, when I was roughly in my mid-30s, I found a relationship with Jesus Christ at 36 years old. Uh, decided I turned my life to the Lord, and uh, we had a lot going on. I went to my wife, and I said, you know what? I think we're gonna, we're gonna, we were living on the central coast in Cambria, California, and we decided that we were going to move back to Fresno, where her family was. I went to school there, California Christian College, studied Bible and theology. And I tell you what, brother, God from that point, the day, age of 36, uh, uh, and from that point on out, God has or, uh, orchestrated and ordained our footsteps to use us in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just mentioned on Sunday to our church, even the little house we were in, we were like, Lord, we want to go back and do the ministry. And uh, God brought a pastor to buy the house, which enabled us to move back to Arizona to join the ministry with my father. So we moved back to Arizona in 2005 after I wrapped up my education and I worked alongside my father. Little did I know that if, uh, that I would lose him in 2015. He would go home to be with the Lord. I shouldn't say lose. Please forgive me. I didn't lose him. He went home to be with the Lord. But I got an opportunity to rekindle our relationship. I got an opportunity to understand that it was a blessing to be adopted. I got an opportunity to realize uh, that my parents, who God blessed me with, was the very best thing that ever could have happened to me. And I based that on and met my biological mother, she married my biological father, and I have five biological brothers and sisters, but our lives were completely night and day, and I truly, truly, truly am blessed. So as dad passed away in 2015, I took over the leadership of our church. Our church has been in existence since 1963, right. the ministry itself, and we're a very small congregation but we are a congregation of love. And uh, I, my, and so one of the things you asked, what am I about? I am truly about multiculturalism with emphasis on the New Testament church. And I believe that uh, my father died at 93. I think he experienced some things that he wished we could have overcome. I believe God has placed me in this position that we are going to strive to overcome it. And what I mean by that is what we're doing right here. When my brothers and sisters who might not look like me, we can come together and say, you know what? We are brothers and sisters uh, 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 bonded by the Holy Spirit and that we are children of God. So with that being said, that's what I 
desire for our ministry, our church. That is the platform that we are looking at, just trying to exhort people. And if you hear something in the background, that's my dog scratching it. It's got fleas. I was like, that's embarrassing. But um, so with that being said, that's our platform, brothers. Multiculturalism, speaking to things with regard, especially in the, and we'll talk more to that, especially what's going on in our culture right now. And so our church is a very loving church. I tell people, when you come to our ministry and you walk in the doors, you will immediately feel the love. And so we are very blessed with this core group of small ministry, small church, but a core group of just powerful love. So that's where we're at. And that's what I'm about. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, well, let, let's, let's get right into it. We're, we're living in a day and age right now where tensions are extremely high. Div- division is at an all time high. Unity is falling to pieces, it seems. And people are wanting us to pick sides. And as, as believers in the body of Christ, we desire unity with all our hearts. Absolutely. And I know this is a, this is a big issue, especially for you right now. I, I really want you to just take it from here and let's, let's just go right into it. How do we as Christians overcome this? How do we as Christians speak to this? How do we as Christians stand for love? You know, let's preface this with the word of God. Of course, I know you yes. will all day long. Beloved, let us love one another. I'm sorry, please give me 1 John chapter 4, starting with verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Mm. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now watch this. Let's keep reading because this is very important. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10, in this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be our propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, brother, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be very sincere. Um, I'm going to be very transparent with you. Yeah. We are, if you will, manipulated. Let me re- reiterate that word. We are manipulated to draw a line in the sand and say, I am going to choose a side. Yeah. Now we look at that from our political standpoint. We look at that from almost our denominational, our religion. We we look at that even with the movements that are taking place. And as a black man in America, now mind you, my ethnicity, I'm half black and half Mexican. Like I said earlier, I was adopted, but I I, I, I somehow people associate that I have to choose one or the other. Right. And I even find myself, Jonah, I, I find myself when, when I'm uh, looking at the television, when I'm viewing the news, I, I find myself, and I'll be very sincere, getting angry, getting mad. I, I can almost see why people would draw the line in the sun and pick right. that. But there's the problem with that. If I choose that, I'm operating in the flesh. Mm. Let me repeat that. If I choose that, I'm operating in the flesh. And, you know, the scripture says that we don't walk by the flesh, but we walk what? By the spirit. We're led by the spirit. We don't walk by the flesh. And so what I came down to the conclusion, when I started reading that word, and I started really understanding, we must love each other. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And if you don't love, you don't know God. Now, this is very interesting. So when we start talking about all these movements that are taking place in the world right now, I'd yeah. like to point you out to 4-1. 
I want you to go to 1 John 4, 1, and it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Mm. Now, we've got a lot of movements, my friend. We've got a lot of people that, you know, and, and we'll call them like they are. We, you know, we've got the Black Lives Matter. We've got the Blue Lives Matter. We've got, you know, this group over here and that group over there. And there's so many to choose from. But the scripture says, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Right. And while these are noble causes, they are temporary causes. While they are noble causes, they are, they, they're here today and gone tomorrow. They can be a fab. But what I believe will sustain us for life is the love of God and what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Amen. So what if we as Christians, and, and you know, brother, we can both agree what we saw on the TV a few weeks ago disturbed both, both of us. Absolutely. If we remove race, if we, if we dis, if you and I just walked on the scene and we looked at a TV and we were looking, we're like, do, do, do you believe this? We, it had nothing to do with race. It was the, the mistreatment of a human being. Right. So we as Christians, have to say, I choose love. I will not choose your side. I will not get on your wagon, but I choose to get on the word of God. I choose to, to pick what God says. But you know what? Let, let's, turn, let's turn to another scripture here, please. Let's, let's take to Mark chapter 12. This is very important right here. Mark chapter 12, and we're going to start with verse 29, because I think this right here is, is the foundation of where we come from. And once again, we, we don't want to get on anything. We just have to be on the word of God. So Mark 12, let me know when you get there, sir. Verse 29. Oh, I'm there. Jesus answered, answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Let's stop right there. Yeah. I must, my allegiance cannot be, and please don't take this out of context. My allegiance cannot be to a political party. Right. My allegiance cannot be to a movement. My allegiance cannot be to a country. Now, don't get me wrong. I will give on to Caesar what is Caesar, but my allegiance must be to God. Yes. No if answer, but seek ye the kingdom first. And I must put him at that preeminent position because he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Brother, last night I went to bed and I never thought about, thought about a thing, but God kept me. And by his grace and mercy, he woke both of us up this morning so mm -hmm. that we could see another day. The sun rose this morning because God spoke it to Rose. And, and, and you have to understand, we have to honor God. But let's go to the second part of that verse. And I think we can really nail this right here. He says, he says right here, he says, and the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. My friend, what I have decided to do, and you've seen in my videos and some of your followers are going to agree with it. Yeah. I have come to the conclusion, I, Paul Abram, choose love. Mm. Now that doesn't mean that I will agree with everything that comes down the pipeline, right. but I'm going to love you. Now right. watch this. I'm going to take this a little further. Yep. I'm even going to love the officers that took the life of the young man because I don't agree with them, but I'm going to love them because Jesus Christ went to the cross for their souls. Mm. 
Jesus Christ went to the cross for the man on the ground soul. Jesus Christ went to the cross for each one of us. And Jesus displayed his love by going to the cross for us while we were yet still sinners. Yeah. And so I've come to that. I've decided in my heart that I'm going to love unconditionally. I'm going to love. And, 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 and while movement come and go, you know that the Lord changes not. Right. He's the same yesterday today and forevermore and if god is love i need to get with god and i am an agent put into this in in june 2020 it's not by accident i've seen some of your clips about the sovereign the sovereignty of god it's not by accident this has taken place this is not by accident god has put this in my heart but i've decided in june 2020 that i will love and i will create dialogue now let's really get down to your point since we've made a decision that we're going to love let's create dialogue yeah. Now, I don't mean dialogue to make you feel guilty and dialogue to make me feel superior, but let's have conversations. How does that make you feel? How does that, how do you react to that? And I mean both ways, going back and forth, right. because the, the time is over. Brother, you understand the scripture says when we plow a field, we look forward. Right. If we're looking back, we're not worthy of the kingdom. I cannot look back anymore. I need to look forward. I need this. I'm, I'm looking for a city who's builder and maker. We're, we're talking about a kingdom, brother. Right. I can't look back 400 years ago. It's there. It's evident. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Right. It's there. But I don't need to keep looking back and, uh, uh, if you will, cultivating that up. I need to look forward and talk about winning souls and loving people. Amen. This is what we're in, my friend. We're, we're in the time that we need to love each other and we need to do it unconditionally. And that doesn't mean we have to be a doormat. That doesn't mean that we have to be ran over. That doesn't mean that I have to conform. Paul said, I'll be all things to all men that I may win some to Christ, I paraphrase, but that I what may win some to Christ. And the only way that we are going to win folks to Christ is by displaying love. Because it's, it's not my job to make a non-believer believe it's my job to show them that I believe in God, that mm -hmm. I'm living for yep. God, that I'm loving for God. And I tell you what, brother, you're married. Am I correct? Yes. How long you been married? Almost a year. Almost a year. Well, guess what? You, you still in that early stage, but let me give you a piece of advice. Yeah. You, your wife will never be able to fight against love. Mm. Ah, so yeah. what do I mean by that? We take that illustration, but we use it in a grand scheme of things. All the things I post, brother, I do have some people come try to poke the bear a bit, but <laughs> no one has ever fought me on the subject of love. Uh-oh, yeah. come on, man. No one has ever uh, uh, crossed my path on this TikTok and, 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 and diminished me with regard to the subject of love. Why? Because love is a powerful thing, but we're not talking about any love and I don't have to explain all the, 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 the meanings of love or the definitions of love, but agape love, that unconditional love, that love that only we can understand through Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, brother, we need that today. And we as Christians, when I say I want to see shirts on people that say I choose love, meaning that's a great program that you've got going on, but I want to go with the greatest program that's going to endure the test. It has endured the test in time. And that is eternal is the love of God. Yes. That's where we're at, man. It's that simple. I had a guy call me, not call me, but say in my email, he goes, you're making it complicated. Hmm. I said, brother, you're making it complicated. Right. You're looking at it through the lens of the world. We have to come to the conclusion that either I'm going to hate or I'm going to love. Right. I choose love. That, end of subject. End of subject. That's that's it. But let me shut up if you have any questions for me. Please. Yeah, no, I. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, 
Man, you can go on a roll, brother. That's beautiful. Um, I, th I think one of the questions that I have, and this is from talking to different people on this yes. subject, yes. is one of the most difficult things is conceptually the idea of, okay, love the Lord your God. Okay, mm -hmm. I can do that. Love your neighbor. Okay, I can mm -hmm. do that. But when you start coming across different things, like what we see in our culture, mm -hmm. all of a sudden loving your neighbor isn't hmm. that easy. Yes. All of a sudden putting the, the mm. needs of other people ahead of yourself isn't that easy. Mm. So if we're getting to the root and the source of where that love is flowing from, yes, let, let's, let's go there. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's get back. The Lord said, I need y'all to wait here. Why? Because you're going to be filled with the Holy spirit. Why? Yes. We, we can't operate in this world without the Holy spirit, brother. See, you got to remember people, uh, I, and, and brother, I don't understand it. You, you, if you'd have told me a few months on TikTok, I'd have had two people following me. I would like, really? <laughs> if, uh, 200 people. I said, really? But I'll I, I tell you what, the thing that I believe that people are seeing, and, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. is that we're seeing a Christian movement based on the Holy Spirit moving, and it is based in foundation in love. It is foundation of love. And you're right. Oh, brother, it's not easy when you got people acting the way they are. It's right. not easy when you, and I'll give you a good example. Here in Phoenix, Arizona, the chief of police is a personal friend of the Abram family. She's a woman of faith. And I know, and I, I can literally see on the news when they interview her, because she's been on more than average, but I can know that she's been going in her prayer closet. Oh, come on, brother. She's been mm -hmm. going in her prayer closet and she's been seeking wisdom and knowledge through the Holy Spirit. And she has literally have come out of her office, meaning, you know, the, 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 the Phoenix Police Department where she's got this big office and she's gotten down to the grassroots and she's interacting and she's talking. And you know what she's doing? She's ministering to the very people that were maybe destroying the buildings. Mm. burning the garbage cans. She's literally saying, I hear what you have to say and I want to invest in you. Brother, it's hard. Yeah. But this is why the Lord gave us that Holy Spirit because it's not supposed to be easy. Now, right. can I be very sincere with you? You Absolutely. and I, brother, I love listening to you. We get on this TikTok and we share the gospel, but some folks just ain't going to get it. Right. Some folks aren't going to receive it. But remember, remember this, that road, you know, is narrow. To get yeah. to glory, it's narrow. That means not a lot of folks are going to get on it. I'm not going to win everybody, but I still, my job as a Christian to offer that solution when you hate me, when you spit on me, when you mock me. But brother, if they did it to Jesus, they're going to do it to me. And when you start talking about love, even though I haven't had people cross me on this, there will come a time when in the last day, the hearts of men will wax cold. Yeah. Even, even this little gray-haired mustache guy, eventually they won't even accept love they'll get worse. So brother, we just have to operate in the spirit. And I agree, concur, get back to the source. And that's, I think the key to our sin. Let's get back to the source of our love, which is God for God is love. Let's get back to the source of biblical principle. And brother, you know what? I'm sorry. All these things that we see in the world are philosophies. Yeah. Now their philosophy is created by who? Men. Men, yeah. men have a problem. It's called a sin nature. Oh, come on now. Now, why would I trust in a man that has a sin nature to create something that's what? A mess. Yeah. This, this was inspired by God. This is perfection from Genesis to Revelation. There's nothing wrong in it. This has stood the test of time. And men were talking about it before me, and men will talk about it after us. 
right here, brother. That's, that's worldly ideologies. Come on, man. Man, I got nothing to offer. Go back to the source. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's, oh. that's wonderful, brother. Praise yes. the Lord. Praise yes. the Lord. Yeah, and that's really what this, this whole podcast I started with the sole yes. purpose to get people back to the word of God as yes. ultimate. That it has to be ultimate. If, yes. we, if we don't stand on the word of God, we don't stand on anything. And I think, I think something that you touched on that I want to expound on a little bit more is just the idea that people have this sense that there's, there's, there's neutrality. There's a place mm-hmm. of neutrality. Mm-hmm. You can be on God's word. You could be on man's word. But then there's that middle ground you can both kind of be on. And that's just not the truth. It's one or the other. It's God's word or it's man's word. And where yeah. you plant your foot Amen. is where you're going to be engaging the culture. So if I'm on man's world, word and i and i'm preaching i'm still mm. mixing philosophy of man with come on theology it's not gonna come work on. yes it doesn't work. work yes and so uh, maybe if you could go a little bit deeper into what it, what does it mean for a christian to stand on the word of god alone and how do we do that without compromising and stepping into the philosophy of man while also being able to adequately engage with culture without sounding i guess foreign to them because to a lot of people quoting scripture it sounds foreign you know so yes yeah well let's first we know that there's power in the word we know paul said sanctify them by our word for thy word is truth we understand that the word that created the heavens and the earth in the beginning was the word we understand that there's all power in our word but when we're speaking to the world that's why we have to get into that 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 love yeah now let's get let's use paul he's one of my favorite if you haven't if you couldn't tell that he's one of my favorite paul was a brilliant man yes he, he, i i would assume that he had to speak two three four different languages growing up in the place that he grew up being a roman citizen i i'm sure that as he walked through the streets and 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 he listened to conversations god was preparing him for mars hill and when i love when he steps on mars hill and he just articulates now let's really look at that he 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 doesn't get combative yeah. He doesn't act as if, his, if as he is superior. He says, and I paraphrase, let me explain to you mm. on this, this, this rock here, the unknown God. Let me, let me explain to you who that is, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he does it with love. Some depart it while some, well, we'll, we'll hear this again. And yeah. I think that we as Christians, we must stand on the word of God. Now watch this. And we make no excuses. Mm. We need to make our mind up. And this is the problem. You know, when people, okay, brother, when people text me on TikTok and they say, hey, you know, Pastor Paul, I, 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 I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm falling from the faith and, and I'm tempted. I, all I can say is make your mind up. You're going to serve God and not man. Mm. Amen. We worship God in spirit and in truth. Yeah. We cannot stand, make your, it's right here, brother. Make your mind up. That's all yeah. it takes. Make your mind up. I, 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 I'll give you an example. You look like you're an athlete. Did you play sports? I did, yes. What sport was your sport? Uh, jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So uh, we'll choose wrestling because I know a little something about that. Okay. So there was a lot of running. There was a lot of getting to that weight. There was a lot of commitment. Now, first thing, before you started wrestling, you had to make your mind up. Yep. You had to make, I am going to be a wrestler. 
I'm committed to do what I'm supposed to do. If it means my coach says we're running six miles today, I'm going to run. If I'm going to drink extra water, I'm going to drink extra water. If I'm going to go to the weight room, I'm going to go to the weight room. You have to make your mind up. And when you make your mind up, remember what that scripture said. It yeah. said what? It said it, it, it identified the mind and the, the, it's the soul, the spirit, the mind, and your strength. We have to make our mind up. And that's the problem with Christian folks today, brother. Mm -hmm. We haven't made our mind up that we are going to serve God. Now watch right. this, because you, you, you sort of uh, uh, pointed us to it. We want to keep one foot in the world. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, we, we want to keep one foot in the world. We, we, want to, we somehow want to be Christian, but we also want to keep a foot in that world. And for some strange reason, that's the flesh. Yeah. Paul even talked about wrestling with those two natures. I paraphrase because when, 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 when I want to do good, evil is always there. Brother, we're right. always wrestling with that, but we got to make our mind up. I am going to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one that went to the cross, the one that paid the price for you and I, the one. Yes. And his name is Jesus. You just have to make your mind up. And that's the problem. People are wishy-washy. Now, here's another thing. We are too busy looking at everything else and not studying our word. Mm. I, I'm amazed, brother, how many people ask me questions and we got the same body. Yeah. Now, we might have variations. We might have ESV, King James, New King, whatever, but you have the same scripture. Why do you ask me? Study to show thyself approved. Right. Read the word. But we choose not to because why? We want to keep one foot mm. in the world. Mm. Well, guess what? God is calling soldiers. Yep. Brother, God is calling soldiers right now. We're in a time where, where uh, I served a few years in the military, and we used to have, uh, I used to be on this uh, uh, aircraft carrier. And we'd have F-14 sitting on the deck, brother. And, and anytime the, the Russian bears would fly over, they'd say, launch the alerts, launch the alert. Now, that didn't mean we we're going to go to war. That meant that we were going to put our F-14s up there, and they were going to guide them over our, our ships and make sure that they went their way. Brother, we're on the wall. Launch the alert. Mm. we got to make a decision. Am I going to serve God, or am I going to live in this world? And I got news for you. This world is fading quickly, brother. Yeah. Listen to this. If you would have told me, brother, that we would have been, the whole world been in quarantine based on some virus, if you'd have told me that in January, I would have said, you're foolish. That's not going to happen. Right. Yep. Little did I know. Here we are. It's time for us to be serious. So to answer your question, I'm so long-winded, please forgive me. Make your mind up. What does the scripture say? Renewing your mind. Mm -hmm. What do we renew it with? The word of God. So this right here, we need to check up from the neck up. All this right here has just been, just been full of mess. We need to reset. We need to redo. And we need to make our mind up. I am going to serve God. And you look at all the greats. Look at, look at the scriptures. Paul was Saul, of course, on, on, uh, when he got knocked down off that horse. Yep. Three days later, he made a decision. I'm following God. Yep. Peter, even at the last minute, even at the last minute, what the Lord said, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter did. But he made his mind up. When he got up in the book of Acts and he started preaching, brother, there was, a, there was a game changer. He made his mind up. When you make your mind up, now you're ready to serve God. But as long as we keep one foot in the world, brother. Doesn't work. Does not work. It does not work. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And I, just, just to follow up on that, I think one of the most comforting things is we make our minds up. Who are we going to serve? You can only serve one master, as Paul teaches. It's either yeah. the, the, the law of the flesh or the law of the spirit. One of the two. One of the two. 
And here's the deal. What's beautiful is that when you walk in step and live by the Spirit, you also get the promise that Christ is the author and perfecter of your faith. And he who started a work in you will surely bring it to completion. Come on. And so you've got this, you've got this life that you're now living yes. through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Christ yes. dwelling within you, that yes. equips you to go out and love like we're talking about. Yes. It's really yes. that simple. And it's, it's so It's beautiful. so simple. Yeah. So and, that's, and that's it. And, and, and that's the problem with society, that simplicity we make complicated. Yeah. It's making a decision now. Yeah. Back to your wrestling days. You made a decision and you fulfilled that decision. And that's that scripture what God brings to completion. Yes. He's gonna he's going to finish this. And that's why, brother, I tell you what, that's why I think people don't can't wrap their mind around grace and mercy. Mm. Grace, that unmerited favor. See, brother, I don't take credit for any I, when you get how old are you again? I can't remember. How old 24. are you? Oh, Lord, man, praise God. 24, brother, I didn't have a clue. Not a clue. I was a goofball. But here we go. When you start getting older, I'm 57. When you start getting older, you really understand God's grace. Mm. You understand it. His unmerited favor. Uh, uh, my house, my possessions, my, my job, my ministry, my, my, all this stuff that God is, it's by God's grace and mercy, man. Yeah. And you realize that, not by my will, not by my might, but God's grace and his mercy that he's blessed me with, that yeah. he will bring this to completion. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, even, even with my not having lived as long, if I just look back to my high school days and I look where I was then and where I am now, come on, I, I go... I didn't, I didn't do that. This is, it's, it's the, you can see the grace and the mercy of God just poured out on my life. And I tell you, yes. it, it brings me to tears to think about, because yes. I just, I go, I don't, I don't deserve this, but yet here I am. And here it's, you are. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, then, and, it, and it's amazing how God can open a door that no man can close when, right. when God puts something in your heart, you know, uh, uh, your podcast, uh, your TikTok, uh, your the, everything else you're doing that God is 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 providing this platform because He yeah. knows your heart. So we have to put ourselves in a position. God, I'm going to serve you, and then yeah. you're used by God. Right. You're used by God. Once you make your mind up and, and and you make a decision, I'm going to follow the Lord. Then all of a sudden, you are used by God. To get back yeah. to one of your earlier questions, this is what Christian folks need to do. We see what's going on in our world. You, I, us, them. We need to come together and we need to say we are not going to tolerate injustice. Yes. Because Jesus wouldn't have tolerated it. But we're going to stand together. I'm not going to stand on the, the, the movement of Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to stand on the movement of This Lives Matter. I believe Jesus Christ went to the cross for all lives. Mm. And the only color that I'm interested in is the, the color of blood. And that blood was Jesus' blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. See, it was the blood that got us through here today. It was the blood. Other than that, my friend, we as the ministry and as the church, I don't care if you're a black Christian or a white Christian or whatever color you are, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And we must come together and say we will not tolerate injustice. Yes. We won't. We, we just won't. But in love, in love, not in, not in burning up buildings, not in uh, graffiti and not in harming and hurting but in love and how do we create movements all over this nation where Bible studies are centered 
on Christ-loving Christians that are committed to sharing the gospel and the good news. And if necessary, use words. I just put something on you there. Yes. If necessary, use words. I'm yes. saying God weighs us by our actions. Yes. Amen. Amen. Just going off of that, I just, a passage that comes to mind that oh. is just so encouraging to this idea of unity. And yes. it's not black and white. It's not Jew and Gentile. Amen. We could go to Galatians, but but one that's even, I, I just, the visual that comes with this just blows me away. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Oh, come on now, that congregation. Let's go. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all come tribes. On and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and to the lamb and all the angels were standing around the throne and all the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped god saying amen blessing and glory and wisdom and in thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And right there at the center of that is worship unified as the body of Christ, worshiping the lamb who sits on the throne. Brother, so, so you've heard it before. I didn't create this. So we need to practice that now so we can get ready yes. for that day. Yes. We need to practice that today, this moment, this second, where Man, there ain't going to be the Baptist section or the, you know, the Methodist section. There's not going to be the black section or the white section. There's going to be people unified and our hands are going to be up, man. And we're going to be before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Brother, it's going to be a wonderful day, but we might as well start doing it now. Let's just start Absolutely. doing it now. Let's, let's, I choose love. And in that, I'm going to love you. And, and that's another thing. I challenge people. Start loving folks. That means yes. I love you. That Tell people I love you and, and let people, I mean, and I mean a, a, a sincere based on that. And that's funny you'd go to that scripture because that scripture has always, always motivated me because why? Yes. That's, what's, that's what's in store for us. And if that's what's in store for us, that's where I want to be. Yep. That's, I'm tired. Brother, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of all the chaos. I'm tired of all the hatred. I'm t- as Satan is just working on folks and the media and it's just mess. It's just all mess. I, I'm just watching Satan at work. Division, division, division. God is not the author of confusion, bro. Right. God wants us to unify, but some are not going to jump on board. But you know what? As for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve him. Man, you are a blessing, brother. Amen, brother. Likewise. So oh. I, I, this is a little bit Keep of going. a deviation from nope. what we were just talking about, but this is something that weighs on my heart pretty heavily. And I just, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. So one of the things that I see that I think makes it difficult for this, this mission of going and preaching the gospel faithfully Mm. and, and standing 100% on the word of God and not compromising, it starts with the family. It starts with mothers and fathers raising their children in the knowledge of the Lord. And I, myself, me and my wife, we don't have kids, but one of the things that I am so grateful for is my parents who instilled in me a love for the Lord and, and did not compromise showing me where they stood, which was on the word of God. And tragically, what I'm seeing today is kids that grow up in the church, but they're mixing a little bit of the world with the Bible. And by the time they graduate high school and go to college and they face that opposition that the world throws at them, they don't have anywhere to stand because their foundation was made of sand from the very start. So I I guess my question is for the coming generations, 
what advice can we give to, to parents <laughs> and even to, to kids and, and maybe younger people who, who end up watching this on, you know, how they can truly ground themselves in the word of God and not allow that enticing voice of culture to influence them. What do you have well, to say? Oh, brother. And that's a very, very, and I'm very, very pro family. It's, it's, it, everything is, is centered around familia family. And I think that's very important, but here's the thing. You said something very key. Uh, mm. Let's talk to parents first. Parents need to live like they believe. Mm, yes. Kids are watching. Kids are watching. You watched your parents, and, and I'm sure that you can say, my parents live what they believe. That means consistent. That means when, 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 when the kids are watching and when the kids aren't watching. Parents need to live what they believe. I know one of the most powerful statements I ever heard was uh, Billy Graham's daughter saying that when she would come into the room, she would watch her father and mother on the couch, hand in hand, praying. Let me repeat that. She'd come in the room and see her parents praying. Why? There might have been some challenging times. There might have been some, you know, he was leaving for another trip, you know, and whatever the case may be, she knew that there's, she understood that her parents, the source came from the Lord. See, our kids need to see us serve the Lord. The problem with culture today is we are, are, are we as parents are doing everything else but demonstrating a love for God. Mm. Parents need to, you and your wife, you need to, get in that scriptures the kids imitate they look at you and they will they will follow you okay let's just put it this way you tell me the relationship between a kid and their father and i'll tell you the relationship between them and god mm. yeah yeah oh it's true brother Absolutely. if that relationship is solid if that father now now don't go, get me wrong mom has a lot to do with it too right. but being the man we should live by example because why i believe we are the priest of our house we are we are the lowercase kings of our house and we should live for the glory of god as 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 examples to our children what does the scripture say train a child well how do you train them you train them according to the word right you train them so we we as adults have to live and act and conduct ourselves and we must do it now let's talk about kids kids maybe you didn't have that example all right maybe you didn't but you know what? You can study the word yourself. You can follow uh, folks. If, if they look at me and say, ah, that cat's too old. He's too old school. There's a lot of you guys on TikTok. There's a local church. There's YouTube. There's all kinds of things. There's, there are resources all over the place. If you are a young person, study the word of God. Come, and I tell people all the time, well, well I'm Catholic. What do you think? Take your doctrine. And I want you to compare it to the word of God. If it lines up, go for it. If it does not line up, keep studying until you've come to a decision. Yeah. Young people study that word because in these days, guess what? I don't believe, uh, let me word this just right so I don't take it out of context. I am fearful for a young generation for the next 20 years, 10 to 20 to 30 years. I really don't know what's going to happen brother we got kids here with identity crisis when it comes to gender yeah. we got people condoning same-sex marriages we got folks talking about this is okay that's okay we are setting our kids up for failure but children if you truly desire a relationship with the lord get yourself in a bible start studying it start readings become a student of the word you can become a student of everything else but get it become a student of the word so that's that's it Parents, you need to live what you believe. Kids, if you don't have a Christian home, then you need to search and find it. And it's very, very important that, that, that we do that. You know, one out, they tell me one out of two marriages end up in divorce. You got a problem there. 
Yeah. Then you got all the influence between the computer, all the media, you got that influence. Then you got go to school, then you got folks, this and that and so on. And so on. Kids are just, you know, being drilled left and right. And I'm not to say that we take our kids and homeschool them and make them isolated from the world, but we need to pour into them the truth. Yeah. We need to pour in the, the word of God. We need to let them know this is who you are. This is where you're from. This is your creator. You're made in his image and this is what happened. And then just keep and do it until you take my dad brother my dad at 93 would would still witness and minister to me wow even before he died he would why he was instructing me he was grooming me he was preparing me for his departure and i would receive his message yeah that's what we do as parents yeah you can leave your kids what does the scripture say the gain the gain the whole world lose your soul you could leave your kids a million dollars and if you didn't teach them how to operate with it then guess what it's gone but if you leave them the word of God, now that's eternity. Amen. Amen. That, I, yeah. And, and I, I really don't want people to miss what you just said, because what you just said and what you've said consistently throughout this entire interview, this entire conversation, is that we must stand on the word of God. Get in the word of God. That's what you just said. If I could sum up this whole thing, it's study the word of God. I just want to make sure everybody listening, hear that, take yeah. that to heart, do that. The word of God needs, sometimes we treat it like it's a resource to come alongside and help guide us. No, the word of God is life itself. Yeah. If we don't have the word of God, if we're not studying it, we yeah. don't have life. How, yeah. are, how, how are we going to be able to live if yes. we don't have the words that give us life? If yes. we don't have the, the gospel that gives us life, we can't live. Yes. Well, so, you know, that, that, that's a problem with back to that whole philosophy and ideologies yeah. of world issues and stuff. People are sort of, you know, eh, and, and, and dude, I do have an incredible sense of humor. And when people ask me crazy questions, I'm like, did you, wouldn't you see that on <laughs> HBO or something? I'm yeah. like, really? Are you serious? But you're right, man. When I think about Peter and Paul and Andrew and all of these greats, when I, I tell you the greatest thing that they did was they knew the word. They live by the word. They understood that word. The word was life as far as they were concerned. That's all you need. The word is powerful. The yeah. word is powerful. You know, when it says in Revelation that that bullet sword coming out of his mouth, the tongue, what is that? That's the word of God. Right, right. <laughs> that's not a little sword. That's the word of God. And we know what a double-edged sword does. It swings both ways and it will divide. Yeah. We must get in that word and live in that and breathe in that. And brother, and that's another thing. Put down this other mess. We, we're too busy. I don't know. My, my daughter had a shirt on the other day, anime. I don't know what that is, but anime. Okay. Forget anime. Get into the word of God. You know, yeah. we, we love, you know, we endure. I'm going to, I'm going to movie binge. I'm going to watch all the, you know, movies on this. I mean, get, 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 that's a waste of time. That's rotten in your mind. Get into the word, study the word, live for God, breathe everything you, you need to do. And you don't have to be a holy roller. You just right. want to be on fire for Christ. You don't have to, you know, sit on the corner and condemn everybody to hell. All you need to do is love folks and say, man, this is what the word says. And, and my testimony is this. I just had a phone call earlier with a young man that lost a, a child in the March, 21, 21 days old. And mm. he's struggling. But God is going to do something in his life. And God is going to do something. And you know, the only thing that's going to get him through is the word. Yes. It's the word. He's going to pray. He's going to, he's going to read it. And when that word takes root, boy, I tell you, when you start quoting things, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You, all of a sudden you say that enough, it takes root. And all of a sudden, 
Oh, I can do all things through Christ. I'm going to get through this. Oh, brother, let me shut up. I'm sorry. Amen. 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 And I, I just want to, I just want to share just how grateful I am for you for a second, because it is incredibly easy to lose sight of the mission and the goal and to step off of that word and step onto man's yeah. philosophies. And I found myself and I, I want to be vulnerable because I want people to see, Hey, we, yeah. we struggle. We struggle as humans with the flesh. Yes, too. Yes. Yes. I'm on TikTok. I'm making videos. I'm yes. seeing comments from people that disagree with me. I'm yes. responding to comments and pretty yes. soon without even realizing it, I'm no longer trying to win a soul. I'm trying to win an argument. Yeah. And it's so yeah. easy to walk yeah. that line of what am I, what am I doing? Am I, am mm-hmm. I, am I trying to win a soul to Christ? Mm-hmm. Am I mm-hmm. looking at this person with love mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that this is eternity at stake? Or am mm-hmm. I just trying to win an argument so I can pat myself on the back mm-hmm. and walk on? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Pastor yes. Paul, you messaged me and you said, Jonah, what are you doing, brother? You don't need to be engaging with people that are not, are not ready to be engaged with and don't want to, don't want to hear the truth. And it was, it was the wake up call I needed to take my, my eyes and my vision straight back to the word of God and say, man, I wasn't, none of those videos were rooted in love. I was rooted in me wanting to prove a point above everything else. So I bring that up first of all, to just show people, Hey, we, we struggle Um, Amen. Two, to just make the point that, when we choose love, oh. it's, it's a, it, it makes peace. There's no peace in winning arguments. There's no peace in trying to reason who's, who's right about this and who's right about that. There's no, there's no peace. You're not going to find it there. And if yeah. we look in the world right now, the protests, the police, Antifa, whatever, all the different movements and organizations that are out there, my heart breaks because at the center the gospel is missing. And when I look at that and I see the gospel missing, I get hit in the head and I go, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're the yes. ones that are supposed to be out there doing that. Yes. If it's missing. It's because we're supposed to be out there filling Amen. that gap. Amen. And that's the mission of the church. That's what we need to do. Yes. Yes. We get out there. If, it, if, it, if it's hugs, if it's handing out water, if it's like, I understand your, your, what you're going through, it's creating dialogue, but right. I'm here representing the kingdom, brother. That's right. it. That's it. I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. I just want to drag some folks with me as we go. Right. You're right. But, right. And, and please, let me add this to, to you, though. Um, you bring such rich content. And at 24, man, I, I just can't help but think of Timothy. I, I just praise God. And, and Andrew, the same way. I just look at you guys, but you don't have time to waste this knowledge and ability on people who don't want to listen. Folks, you have herds of uh, young folks out there that need to hear from young people like you saying, I'm 24 years old. I love the Lord. Now, dude, they look at me. Oh, you remind me of my grandpa. You remind me of my this, that. And that's fine. And that's cute. The little mustache and all that. That's all cute stuff. But we're talking about souls here. And you, Andrew, and all you young people, you don't have time to waste. You have to get out here. You have to get busy. And if you have anybody that chimes in and and wants to, you know, just, just be defiant, that tells me something about their character yeah. and they're trying to draw you into that. Now, if they were really, really wanting to learn, 
hey, can I, can I direct message you? Can I send you an email? Can we talk? Because I'm not sure that I hear you correctly. Yeah. That's how we do that. But other than that, we don't have time to waste, brother. There's souls at stake. And I, I, think I, I think I heard it on, no, 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 it was someone else. But I know you agree with it. The most valuable possession that people have is their soul. Mm. It's valuable. You can't yeah. put a price on it. You can't look it up on Wall Street. But your soul was p- bought and paid for with a price. And who did it? Jesus. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, please, don't waste that beautiful talent that God has given to you on folks who do not want to hear those pearls. Yeah. Just, just, just let them go. And trust me, for every person who doesn't want, God will bring a drove that want to hear and desire and hungry and thirsty for the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what I, that's the only reason I chimed in on you. Cause I love listening to you. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I, I almost, I, I, and trust me in my flesh, I wanted to call the guy up. I don't, I can't call him. I'll have them. Will you leave this man alone? He, what, what, what are you talking about? He's doing good. Leave him alone. But that's, that's just me. Right. That's just right. Me. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Another thing that comes to mind, um, and I don't want to keep you too long. No, here, we can talk as long as you want. Awesome. But the, the, the one thing that's popped into my mind is just the line, slow to speak, quick to ooh, listen. Ooh, ooh. Let's go there because I think that we, we can get fired up. Okay, we're going to go preach the gospel. We're going to go conquer the world in the name of Jesus. And then we go out there and we just preach, but we don't take the time to listen. And right now, especially in our culture, we need to do a lot of listening because there's a lot of hurting people in the world, a lot of voices that want to be heard, that need to be heard. And sometimes all this, some of the violence and stuff is coming out of a lack of feeling like they've been heard, right? And so how do we as Christians communicate the gospel, strive for that unity while also being slow to speak and quick to listen? Here's one of the things that I believe that we as Christians suffer from is that we are superior. Mm, Yes. Mm. Big time. I'm going to let that sit with you just a second. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we as as Christians walk around as if we are superior. And oh, well, if you're going to get a drink, I'm going to get a drink too. Yeah, go for it. Everybody, let's all get a drink. Mm. Drink time. So here's here's the problem with that. If we are not listening, that stems from our attitude of being superior as if what you have to say means nothing. So let's give an example. Let's give an example here. Let's say that I'm on the streets ministering and all of a sudden I have a group of LGBT come by. Now I can take the attitude of I'm superior to you. I'm going to go to heaven and you're going to hell and I can be all arrogant, but understand where there's pride, there's going to be a fall. Right. So really I'm, I'm at fault because I'm not loving. But what I want to do is I want to engage in a loving conversation that goes two ways, listening and sharing. Remember, when you share the gospel, the good news, you're sharing the good news. You're not preaching at people to sh- say that you're superior. You're sharing something that means a lot to you and you want to share it to them in love. Brother, it is important that we as Christians, Christians start listening, yes. listening and hearing what people have to say. But let me tell you why. And I've really thought about this. Everybody in this world has issues. We all have experiences and our issues and our life experience have shaped 
and mold us who we are and what we think. And sometimes it's hard to get out of our bad habits. What I like to do is I like to talk to people. Yes. I don't care who you are. I want to know about you. I want to know about your kids. I want to know about your background. And all the while, what I am doing is I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to me, how do I share the gospel to you? And a lot of times, brother, sometimes it's just getting a phone number, staying in touch. Yeah. A lot of times it's, sometimes it can be directly to the word. I was on there. It was, it's a funny joke. I was flying into your home state, Illinois, yeah. and I was on a plane and the guy saw me read the Bible and I was sitting there just, I was reading and he, you know, it was a long flight from Phoenix. He looks at me and goes, you believe in that? And I said, yeah, I do. He said, ah, uh, so we had incredible dialogue mm-hmm. and he was an atheist. We had incredible dialogue about God and I didn't preach at him. All I, all I did was I, I, I faced it with love and I said, well, brother, you know what? This is what I believe. But you know, you have your, your own free will and you can believe whatever you want to believe. This is what, and I wasn't going to force it, but it was a beautiful conversation. But the funny thing, God set it up so beautiful. We were coming in, in Chicago and man, we hit some turbulence. Mm. This was the worst turbulence. I, and the guy right welcome next to, to the guy I'm talking, <laughs> welcome to Chicago, man, that brother said, Oh God, I looked at him like, Oh no, you don't get to do that. And he's like, shut <laughs> up. And we exchanged numbers and we still conversate till this day, brother, wow. we've got to be listeners. Yeah. We have to quit feeling we are so superior. Brother, my wife had to remind me of this years ago when I first got out of school. Oh, my Lord, my brother, my brother. I used to think I knew something. So I would, I would storm through and try, challenge people. And if you had a title, if you were a rabbi, I would challenge you. If you were uh, head of the kingdom hall, I would challenge you. If you're, a, uh, I think they call it uh, um, an, an M for the Muslims, I would challenge you. And my wife looked at me and she goes, what kind of preacher are you going to be if you're going to be arrogant? There's no arrogance in God. Who did Jesus come to? Jesus came to those that, that he, he didn't come to the folks that were okay. He came to the folks that needed a physician. Mm. He came to the folks that, that needed to hear the good news. He came to the folks that were under the Roman dictatorship, that were under all this religious rule, and he came to them. And so I get back to what you asked. We need to quit feeling superior, quit acting superior. And we need to start conducting ourselves as listeners and quit judging. Just listen. And once God, if you would listen long enough, and and, and that scripture that you quote is one of my favorite scriptures because I I find that my tongue can go real quick in the book of James. We, we, you know, we we talk about that tongue. Um, My mouth can run real quick. And I've learned over the years, God uses me more when I'm quiet, stand Mm. still and watch what God is about to do today. So I, I pretend I'm at the Red Sea. I'm looking back and, you know, and, and Moses says, right. stand still. I stand still and I listen. And what I do in love is that, what did Paul say? And I paraphrase, I'm all things that all, that to all men that I may win some to Christ. Amen. Yeah. That's what, listening, listening. Yes. That's important these days. And, and, and on top of that, right now, I challenge all your listeners find somebody that might look like me and listen. Mm. I challenge folks who look like me, find somebody that looks like you and listen. And let's have some sincere back and forth. I didn't, we don't, we don't, they don't have to be a Christian. They can just be a person. They don't have to be uh, uh, the same uh, uh, denomination. They can be a person. Let's start listening and talking and, and helping each other develop. Now watch this. You ready for this? Yeah. And I believe, if we operate like this, listening in the spirit of love, I believe that Christ will woo them to him. It's not me. 
All yeah. I'm doing is sowing a seed. I yep. believe God will create the increase. That's all I'm doing on TikTok, brother. That's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm, right. I'm market. I'm, I'm in the market and I'm just preaching. I'm not going Planting to the seed. God I'm supplies seed. the growth. Come on, man. Yep. That's all I'm doing. And then, and then I pray to God. Okay. I got Joan over here. He's breaking it down. I got Andrew. He's breaking it down. Praise God. But all I'm doing is just sowing the seed. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm just, I, you know, I, I get it all the time, brother. I'm not religious, but I like listening to you. Well, may God get all the glory. Hey, brother, you know what? It's funny. I'm an atheist, but I like listening. May God get all the glory. It's love, yeah. but I got to listen. Right. And I try to respond to everybody. I try to listen to e each one, and I try to. So I guess the greatest takeaway on that is let's listen. Let's hear what yeah. folks have. People are going through pain, man. People are dealing with circumstance. You know, you, you like I'm sure you did, and I did. I had a good life. Yeah. I had a good life, brother. We were blessed. You know, we, we, much so. I lived in a middle-class neighborhood. I, I went to a, a nice school. My parents provided me whatever I needed. And, you know, they gave me every opportunity. I don't know what someone else has gone through. I don't know right. what their struggle is. But if I can't take the time and, 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 and with a beautiful heart to listen to them, then guess what? I'm like Paul when he talks about it in the book of Corinthians with regards of being a sounding brass. With no, you know, I, I can't create love or charity if I'm not going to do it, I can't, uh, how can I put it? I can't uh, 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 win someone to Christ if I'm not going to operate in the spirit of love. Yes. Absolutely. So listening, listening. Absolutely. It's important. It's important. Yeah, and it I, is. It, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just, just thinking about how easy it is for some Christians, I think, to look at the world and look at the depravity we see, which is evident, and to feel that it's our job to convict the world of sin. Ah. And yet when we yeah. read scripture, Christ explicitly, when he talks about the Holy Spirit, he says that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. Yeah. And if I look back on my own life and my own conversion, I didn't need anybody to tell me that I was a sinner. Come on. I knew I was a sinner because the Holy Spirit convicted me of my Come sin on. and led me Come to on. Christ. And if, if, if we go out preaching the gospel to people and saying, you're a sinner, you need to repent, not listening to them, just pointing out what we see on the external. Right. We are robbing God yes. of what his job is, which is yes. to soften the heart of a yes. sinner, to remove the yes. heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. And yes. beyond that, it goes right back to grace and mercy. Paul says, you are no longer a slave to sin. Why? Come on because you are not under law, but under grace. Under grace, grace is the power over sin. Amen. It's not just Amen. a means to have forgiveness. Yes. It's the power over sin. And that comes Amen. from God alone, not us. Amen. So. Brother, you, you preach, preach. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But we're in those days where we must go back to what you said earlier. It's all about the word. Amen. There's power yes. in the word, sanctification in the word. Everything about that word of God will, will, will help us to get through all that we are dealing with. But we as Christians, we need to, and that, that's the thing, man. I, um, I look at churches, I look at uh, ministries, I look at people. There's a, there's a church not too far from my house, and it says, um, in front of it says, no perfect people allowed. And I think that's a funny sign. No perfect people allowed. But that's true. We are, we are a building full of imperfect people saved by grace. But I tell you what, we as Christian folks, need to, to, to just step out of our four walls and start ministering, start loving and putting our faith in action. Yes. We're hearers, 
We're great hearers. We hear it. But I'm talking about doers. Yeah. It's important. It's important. It and so in, in TikTok, oh, my friend, my friend, if you'd have told me on TikTok, like I said earlier, I, I never could imagine. I never yeah. could imagine. But you know what? I'm hooked. Yeah. The gospel, the gospel, man. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing, but it's love. It's love. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful, man. This has yeah. been such an encouraging conversation. This has been absolutely wonderful. Well, I shared with you earlier too. We are putting um, a website together. I yes. choose love. Um, we are putting um, a whole program together and I'm, and I'm, I want you included too. And we'll talk offline about absolutely. that. But what we want to do is basically it's going to be a grassroots program. I, I would love to see seven uh, men involved in it. I want to see where we basically start putting uh, God back into our, if you will, um, protest. I want yeah. us to see the gospel in our protest. Now, uh, I want to see folks honoring God through love and, and demanding justice, but through love, demanding conversations through love, uh, creating dialogue. I, I would love to get representatives in each state. And once again, with this format of saying, I choose love, we want to create a, this website where folks can come in, ask the serious Bible questions and seek uh, discipleship and yeah. just really be able to cultivate a younger generation to be ready to prepare to, uh, if you will, take the helm and really lead uh, uh, with the ability that they understand the word of God. They live the word of God. They're breathing the word of God, but they made that decision. I choose love for God yes. is love. So that's keep your eyes open for that. We want you involved in it. And uh, um, we just, I think it's very important that we bring that level of accountability to the forefront of each Christian. Let's Absolutely. not get caught up. I know that I, some of my, uh, my white friends have been calling me and say, hey, um, I, I really think I need to support uh, Black Lives Matter. I want to create something that they can support, but it's not only going to be Black Lives, but it's going to be lives because Jesus Christ went to the cross for everyone, not just for mm -hmm. someone. And I love the analogies about the lost sheep, but they were all sheep. So it gets back to yeah. all lives matter. So right. that's, just, that's just my opinion. We're going to talk more on that in the future and, and uh, praise God. Awesome. Awesome. Well, th this has been perfect because the whole, the whole idea behind theological arsonist is the idea that if we can take people and get them back in the word of God, grounded in biblical theology, what the Bible teaches, that's going to equip us to go out in the world as arsonists and light a fire that cannot be put out. I love it. I love it. So I love it. This, this goes right along with that. And so if you're watching this, uh, I'm going to have links in the description to all of this stuff so you can check out Pastor Paul and his ministry and uh, the I Choose Love. Um, and I, I just challenge you all to, to definitely partake in it. This is, this is something so important. Um, and we, we as Christians, we underestimate what we can do in the world. We really do. We, we think, oh, I'm just a man, but we forget we've got the spirit of the living God in us. We are unstoppable because of that. And so we should I, be going out fearless. Give me that memory, brother. Remember, I think it was in the New Testament, the book of Acts, where they said these Christians are turning the world upside down. Yes, yes. What, what, were, what, what I think it was in the book of Acts. So I, so. I'd have to look it up. But they yeah. said these Christians, you know, they're turning things upside down. I mean, right. they were, were, but guess who the Christians are? Here we are. Let's yes. turn it upside nope. down. Let's, let's get it ignited. So yeah, I praise God. I praise God for you. Beautiful. Man. Do you have well, any final, you. do you have any final comments? Um, my final comment is this is love God, love each other. Uh, that, that, that's what it boils down to. If you don't have Jesus, I, I pray that you will, will seek him out today while there's breath in your body. 
tomorrow is not promised. Uh, uh, we would like to have a two-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, but that is out of your control. There's a day that is appointed to death. So I pray that you, all of you that are listening, don't go and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, do not go any longer. Accept the Lord as your Lord and Savior today. And I tell you what, your greatest chapter will come Amen. once you accept him. Amen, brother. Amen. I want to thank you. Thank you so much. This is a blessing, and I appreciate you in our prayers, man. Yes, thank you so much. Let me close us in prayer, and then we, yes, can, we yes. can get out of here. Heavenly Father, Lord, I am just so, so grateful for Pastor Paul and um, his willingness to come on this show, Lord. And God, we live in a, in a world right now that is full of lost people, Lord. But we also live in a world that is ruled by you. And there is so much opportunity for gospel growth, Lord, if we as Christians would actually pick up our cross to follow you. Yes. And Lord, as I think back to that passage in Revelation of the great multitude, the innumerable multitude, mm. Lord, from every tribe, people, yes. nation, tongue, God, I pray that you would manifest that today, that we as Christians would, would take the gospel seriously. We would go out into the world, Lord, into our states, Lord, and that this wouldn't be just in America, but this would be worldwide, Lord. You, that we would go out, that we would proclaim the name of Christ, that we would be listeners, Lord, that we would hear people, that we would, we would enter into their pain, that we would not, for those of us on social medias, Lord, we would not just see a username, but we would recognize there is a real person with a real yes. soul behind that username. Yes. That we would take every thought captive, Lord, and make it obedient to Christ. Mm. And God, I pray that as we go from here, Lord, that those who have listened have been blessed by this conversation, Lord, and they've been inspired to go and open their Bibles, Lord. Yes, yes. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And God, I pray that that would be something that resonates with everybody listening today. I pray we would open up this, the Word of God, that we would get our worldview, our truth, our standard, all from the Word. And that we would not, for a second, compromise by stepping off of it to engage in the philosophies of man. Lord, only through the gospel, undefiled, can we reach the world. And I pray you would raise up men and women all around the world to do just that. I'm thankful for Pastor Paul, and I pray a major blessing on his church, on his ministry. And Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In your blessed name we pray, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother.